This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic on BFM 89.9. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan. And for today's review, I'm joined by T. Shawik from the Bigger Picture team. Good to have you back, Shawik. Thank you very much for having me. This is going to be an interesting one to talk about. <laughs> it is an interesting one. Um, the reason I wanted to review this is that we don't get a show like this very often. Um, essentially, we are reviewing a puppet performance, a puppetry performance called Ibu, um, and that's by the Iron Gang Puppet Theatre. It features Teochew puppetry, traditional Teochew iron rod puppetry. However, it sort of uses the art form in a very contemporary style performance that merges um, projections, that merges um, um, live performance with um, music and a band. I mean, it's a very interesting way to stage what is essentially a traditional art form, right? Yes. Um, before we get into the specific details, what was your overall impression, Jiawi? I really enjoyed it. Um, like you said, I think it was um, all the bringing together different elements, putting quite a contemporary twist on uh, the original idea of, of this traditional art form that made it so much more accessible uh, and quite charming in many ways. And of course, the use of uh, or, or rather basing it on a folk tale that I think every Malaysian child would have grown up with. So I definitely enjoyed it and I'm sure we can talk about different elements of it as well. That's right. We didn't say what the play actually was about. So Ibu is essentially a reference to the Si Tanggang folktale, um, which, you know, if you don't know, is the story of a, a son who... Um, goes off to travel the world, leaving his mother behind from, from very humble roots. And then when he returns, is too ashamed to say that that's his mother uh, and denies it uh, because he's made it big. He marries a princess in this version of the story. And then the, the grand finale of it, I don't think it's a spoiler, um, <laughs> his mother curses him and turns him to stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's that story of, you know, filial piety, wayward children. Um, so lots lots that sort of very Asian and values-based in there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're right that I think I think there was something very special about them using a folktale that is so local um, and in many ways so Malaysian because it extends um, what is essentially a cultural art form from one particular community, i.e. in this case, um, the Chinese community, to a very Malaysian community. a Malaysian landscape because now we see elements like Wayang Kulit being drawn in. Um, and and I, what I liked about the performance is that it really makes a case for reimagining how these art forms can not just be extended outside of the original community, but even in a very modern space because they they draw in big band performance. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they draw on um, the whole uh, Hallyu craze. So there's a little bit of Korea yeah. and <laughs> Korean drawn in as well. Um, I think all of these things were what made it really fun. I mean, I absolutely want to talk about the puppetry as well. Mm-hmm. But my overall impression was this sense of a, a show that is both traditional, honors its traditional roots, yeah. but... also tries to make a real case for keeping it relevant. Yeah. And, and I mean, talking about honouring its traditional roots, right? They even started the show with um, what they would typically do in uh, a traditional um, Teochew puppet show, which is to sort of um, pay tribute to to the deities, you know, and to uh, pray for a successful show. So, And I thought that was a really nice way of um, bringing in the traditional and, and making it 
um, and it's something that we're all so familiar with, right? In, in any culture or religion you come from, you do uh, some form of, of that. Yeah, I really like that. Um, and I think there are all of these little traditional um, uh, rituals, right? Like, for instance, the Bukat Panggung, when you when you look at the equivalent of, uh, of uh, some Malay folktale of Malay folk performances. Um, and I think these are things that are important for a modern audience to understand. They recontextualize performance in a particular way. Um, they honor the beginnings of something. And I think that's important because while we move towards making something relevant to a modern audience, I think it's worth remembering where they come from mm-hmm. and the place that they might hold in particular communities. Um, I wanted to talk about the puppetry first because obviously that's the the focal point of this. I've never watched a Teochew um, puppetry performance live before. I've Mm -hmm. watched videos of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you? No, same. For me, also just videos. Because um, we do know that Teochew puppetry um, sort of did come into, I don't know, you want to call it vogue uh, in the past few years because of certain troops that have really been making an effort, right, mm. to to revitalise it. Uh, but really, uh, my exposure has only been through those videos. Yeah, so it's really good that um, essentially they've worked with Lingo, who is one of the foremost um, people in Malaysia who are um, reviving the art form and trying to bring it to audiences outside of the usual sphere. So it was really special to watch her perform. And uh, for me, I felt like even though there were really only two actual Teochew puppets, the mother and um, and Tangang. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting because then they become very much the focal point of the whole thing. And I very much enjoyed watching the movements and the way they navigated the space on the stage. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, I realised that because of how finely made the puppets were and the faces and the way the puppeteers moved them, mm-hmm. I started thinking of them not as puppets, but people and and there's a it's a weird shift because in the initial parts you're kind of oh you know how how whimsical it is to look at a puppet but at some point you stop thinking of them as puppets and I think that's really the magic of this performance Mm -hmm. they become extension of the the character or or the puppeteer uh you know sort of embracing that character and um the actual puppets themselves just uh, come to life uh, to, to to use a cliche and wow the puppetry was so masterful and Lingo really, um, she owned it. Um, props to the puppeteer and the narrator for um, the Tangang character, but Lingo owned that mother. Um, she commanded the stage whenever um, it was sort of the Ibu's uh, you know, turn on stage. I agree. I thought that, um, you know, while Tangang may be the quote-unquote main character, I think because of how powerful um, Ling's performance was as the mother, um, you know, every time the mother has something to do or say, she does share the voicing of the mother's role with uh, the lead singer of Fuzz, the band that accompanies the performance, so uh, Yon Lin. And I think they alternate between Yon Lin doing the Malay vocals mm-hmm. and Ling uh, doing some of the singing. And um, there's one portion, I think, in, in Teochew itself, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of them actually did a great job with the voices. Um, I, I thought the using Malay for the mother was really poignant because there are some I think there's some emotions that cannot be expressed in any other way except in that language mm-hmm. um, but yes the 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 body language of the puppet if I can call it that uh, that Ling manages to 
to evoke and and how we start feeling about her, especially towards the very dramatic end, um, was really quite something. I, I don't think I've ever seen something like this before. Yeah, actually considering um, where we were sitting, for instance, um, quite far removed from the stage, and yet you don't need to see the puppet's um, face that clearly to sense that grief, you know, uh, in, in her story uh, and the sort of, you know, how she's being tortured by, by this whole experience of, of how her son has been treating her. What did you make of uh, Tangang? Tangang, um, the puppetry was also excellent. Um, I think, um, and, and maybe this is just because lingo was so fantastic, um, the voice of Tangang just paled in comparison for me. I agree. I think it also had to do with um, something about the dialogue for Tangang perhaps wasn't as strong and um, there was maybe um, less of an emotional component to his uh, voicing, which which didn't quite get there. Although Tangang, uh, in terms of physicality, has a lot of really fun yes. bits in the, in the play. Um, you know, his adventuring is really fun. Yes. There's this whole sequence of how he meets the princess, who's a, who's a Korean princess and played by <laughs> played by a live action performer, really. Which, you know, on paper could sound quite ridiculous, but on stage manages to strike quite a nice balance between um, absurd and whimsy. Yes. Uh, and I enjoyed that a lot. So I thought the physicality of Tangang was very nice. Actually, that's true. And they put so much effort into, um, you know, and there were some parts where as he's falling out of the ship, he's it's he's in slow motion and all of that. That um, you could imagine it working just as well in an animated cartoon, for instance. Yes. And surprisingly, right there on um, stage, tiny puppets, um, and and everything works just as well. We're talking about Ibu, which is a um, puppetry performance by the Iron Gang Puppet Theatre. It retells the story of Si Tangang. Um, let us know, do you enjoy puppet performances? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll continue our conversation after this. So keep it here on Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And today I'm joined by The Bigger Pictures, Tishao Ik. And today we are reviewing Ibu. Um, it's a puppetry performance that uses Teochew iron rod puppetry. It, um, it was staged over the weekend by the Iron Gang Puppet Theatre. And it retells the story of the, uh, the Southeast Asian folktale, Si Tangang. So we've largely spoken about the two main characters, meaning um, Tangang and the mother. Um, what did you make of the setting itself, Xiaowik? The way it was staged, the projections, um, what stood out for you? Um, the props and the stage direction, right? And, and the, the way that um, the stage was set up. Because I think uh, if for anyone familiar with the traditional form of Teochew puppetry, it's um, set within that frame, the whole, the... the uh, okay, if you're not familiar with the Teochew type of puppetry, think Punch and Judy, right? Mm. Uh, a, a, a mini stage and then uh, the puppets sort of like come through uh, and, and they act out in, in within that frame. But this one made use of the whole stage, which was amazing. Um, the It was simple. But they added so much to the story, and and they, you know, they, for instance, um, the boat that Si Tangang goes off on adventuring and and comes back, uh, on as well, almost was a character by itself. The way it um 
portrayed uh, how perilous his journey uh, uh, was uh, and just how it was um, managed uh, by by the, um, the the crew on stage, I suppose. Uh, everything came together very well. I was really not sure what to expect, right? Because I didn't know what it would look like. And like you said, my conception of uh, a Teochew puppetry performance is in that sort of very relatively small scale kind of staging. So when we walked in and I saw this kind of expansive stage with what looked like a proper theatrical production setup, I was quite curious about what we were going to get. And, and I don't know, there was something so dynamic about the whole staging. And one nice thing about this kind of this kind of staging is that you can actually see the performers, right? And yeah. and the, the kind of work that goes into maneuvering these puppets. And the closest I can think of is um, to use the word upstairs, downstairs, um, in the sense that you, you see one play, but then you also see the other background yeah. um, performance. Yeah. And, and I like that a lot. Um, I love the projections. I really loved how they use technology in this. Nothing very complicated, but, you know, visually, um, I love, for instance, how the initial part of Tangang's story, um, how the mother had him, what, what was depicted as a very difficult birth, um, how she raised him was all through... Um, all through projections of Wayang Kulit um, and the seamlessness of how that then becomes real puppetry. Um, I thought there were some very creative choices made there and, and I liked it. I, I thought the, the stage setup also um, worked really well in terms of depicting that sort of seaside, ocean, travel vibe. Mm. Um, I wanted to ask you about one aspect that I was ambivalent about Um which is the the choice to have the big band and the introduction of um, the sort of jazzy swing big band style music to the elements. Because personally for me, I liked it at the start because they had a sort of um, fun vibe to the beginning of the show. But overall, I found it more powerful when they went more traditional with the music than mm -hmm. when they went modern. Yeah, and I feel like it's um, it was an element that could have been scaled back a little bit. Um, it definitely uh, was a fun contemporary twist. It felt overpowering though. Um, like you said, uh, it's when you we, we got to focus on the story, on the dialogue, um, and some uh, sort of the traditional uh, um, the musical accompaniment. Not, not the big band accompaniment, but the traditional uh, um, uh, sort of uh, stage music that you really got swept up in the story. And then every now and then, the big band, the sort of jazz, swingy stuff came in and it threw you off a little bit. You sort of felt like you were kicked out of that, that vibe a bit and then you have to get back in the groove. Yeah, so um, I think we could have... The, I think it would have worked better scaled down by two or three pieces maybe. But um, Yon Lin um, was excellent. I think she's an excellent vocalist. The band overall was actually very good. I thought they, and you know, they had a great vibe. They were obviously very excited to be there and it was sort of an infectious vibe. I also liked the whole breaking the fourth wall because the puppets would even interact with the band members. Yeah. At some points, they would become kind of part of the performance. So that was really nice as well. Um, yeah, it, for me, it was it was exactly what you said. Sometimes the there was a, sometimes it felt like the, the, jazziness or the modernity of the music overpowered the action on stage mm -hmm. and I think also the English lyrics didn't always work as well as the um, 
either the the BM lyrics or the Chinese lyrics, which to be fair, I could only understand in translation in the subtitles. Mm. Um, but the English lyrics sometimes felt a little incongruous mm. or a little odd because you're you're kind of forced to also make sure you know they do things like rhyme, right? Um, which which don't always sit so neatly in a story that otherwise feels very organic and mm. progresses really well. Um, I mean, I I for what it's worth, I I liked the I like the the experimentation of seeing whether you can do this, like having a band like this. Mm. Um, but it was also clear that they were pretty good at doing more traditional stuff as well. It didn't have to be just swing and jazz. So mm-hmm. um, I would have perhaps liked to see a little bit more of that traditional element. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you're right. There's probably uh, an element of experimenting to see, hey, would this appeal to um, a certain type of audience and we can then attract uh, you know, a, 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 a wider um, audience to this traditional art form. And, uh, you know, given that this is their debut show, um, I think they can only get better. What would you like to see moving forward from mm-hmm. um, a group like this? Um, are you up for more iterations of this style of performance? Mm, I definitely think so. We've got such a rich... Um, collection of folk tales to draw from, I think, myths and stories. Um, they work really well, um, you know, with the idea of puppetry as well, because um, you can be so much more liberal in, in how you interpret the stories. Um, so I'm definitely, I, I definitely look forward to more from the Iron Gang. I love that name, by the way. Iron I Gang the Puppet Theatre. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know what, I thought when I was watching the show how amazing it would be um, if we could see more puppets um, and and that's not a criticism of this show the show was pretty perfect as it was but um, I would like to see a sort of lavish large-scale production that had you know perhaps the budget um, mm. and the scope to do more to have more puppets um, but that said I also think that doing it this way combining it with other art forms experimenting um, seeing how you can make it more modern is really something that um, has a lot of potential because I mean I, I'm not sure whether a Teochew puppetry performance in its original form is something that you could easily um, convince modern audiences to attend Mm -hmm. if it's not within that sort of traditional lens, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But that said, I also feel like something like this could then draw people because now I certainly want to be able to catch a traditional version of the performance Um, you know and and if that was an opportunity I'd love to I'd love to catch what this would look like in its original form yeah I I have tried for instance to watch um, original um, Wayang Kulit and I do find it quite difficult uh, to sustain sitting through and and I think there is something to be said for trying to make this accessible to a modern audience but not not to go not to stray too far away from it because I think when you try to uh, modernize too much and bring in too many things and I think Lingo has said this in an interview as well you know you, you still want to maintain what's original uh, where it came from and what it means um, to the community as well as to the performers actually I just wanted to close off by saying um, there is a unexpected sort of ending where Lingo just does a small solo bit on stage which was so beautiful just so beautiful and capped off the show so well um shall we thank you for reviewing this with me thank you for having me and for giving me this opportunity uh, it was a lovely saturday afternoon we've been talking about ibu by the iron gang puppet theater it's a, it's a contemporary performance that uses 
that uses Teochew iron rod puppetry to tell the tale of uh, Sitanggang, a famous Southeast Asian folktale. Let us know, do you enjoy puppetry performances? Have you watched some lately that you'd like to recommend? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 tweet us at BFM Radio. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.